thing. So we stand in front of Dollar Tree and basically Such as this, this thing here. RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one YouTube talk show, Sunday night edition. Looking forward to connecting and finding out what's on your radar. And uh, I saw a lot of interesting comments on this uh, Uganda story. And so I thought I would uh, check in, share my two cents on it. And uh, yeah, just uh, check in before this uh, upcoming week. It's going to be a going to be a lot of fireworks this upcoming week. So um, I want to talk through it just a little bit and share my two cents as well as check in and see what's on your radar because outside of the primary stories we're being told, there was two stories that took place on Friday that I didn't really see much out there uh, uh, talking about it. But it has to do with the next monetary order. And it's my suspicion that it will not include the Federal Reserve System. Therefore, you know, gold will definitely have its use case once again. Uh, despite all the Uganda situation. So I'm going to share my thoughts on that. And yeah, it, it just, you know, it, it's interesting. So, <laughs> but it, we're going to have fun tonight. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, as always, for those that are tuning in for the first time, my name is Mike, the host. I want to make sure I welcome any first time viewers. Let me know where you're watching from via the chat. And then when the phone lines open up, I would love to hear from you guys directly. And uh, let me see here. Let me just check in real quick. So as always, want to make sure I Remind people, uh, if you want to be notified, I would advise you to click the uh, bell notification. You might, you might not accept the algorithms, but hopefully you are. And uh, make sure you subscribe if you happen to come across this for the first time. And, you know, the most important thing is connecting with this community off of YouTube. And I got all these social platforms here where it'll be good to connect just in case we're unplugged from here, which I believe in the uh, near future, that will be the case because of the agenda to stop the miss and this information that the mainstream media will continue to uh, overhype as well as politicians, you name it. So uh, they're going to crank that up. So you got to make sure you connect with your favorite content creators off of these uh, centrally controlled uh, channels. But anyway, let me check in via the chat real quick and I'll jump in, share my two cents on some stories from some, some, some really, really important stories, I think, because it just tells us that the, the season that we're in right now and how I think my projection uh, for the next six months uh, and the possibility of being uh, given an alternative system publicly from the people out east is definitely on track. But I'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, let me check in real quick. And if you haven't already, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel. Hopefully that helps out and uh, let the algorithm know that there's people out there that really you know mess with this message. So anyway, uh, we got Marcy Townsend checking in. Um <laughs> Let me say, Uganda will certainly need some democracy soon. Can't wait to hear the scoop, Mike. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's more to that story than we're being told. And I, I got some suspicions as to why that is and possibly how things will play out. And it will not impact the price of gold one bit in a negative sense. So I saw a lot of people out there on Twitter sphere talking about how the Uganda story is going to smash gold. It's going to be demonetized. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, we got MW checking in. We got Food Hoarder checking in. Appreciate you. We got Midnight Green, Albert. We got Albert Albert. We got uh, low blood pressure, Robert. Let me see here. Dude boy, Faith checking in. Uh, Gail checking in as well. Faith is all that's needed and 100%. Patrick checking in. Roger, uh, my role uh, maker life. Appreciate you, Kenneth. All right, got a few people here. Fred Luna checking in. Uh, Window LTC in the building. Gene, Frank. Okay, fair amount of people here, man. Appreciate you. Won't be long. Just wanted to check in. Go through a couple headlines. Share my two cents. Open up the phone lines. Hear from you guys. And then we'll get ready for a fiery week. It's going to be hot this week. I'm telling you, it's just going to be uh, real hot. And uh, yeah, all markets will definitely be impacted. But that it doesn't matter because the disconnect between the virtual and the paper and the digital from the physical will start to separate themselves. So you, you know my model. Make sure you get your weight up. Okay, let's check in real quick. So let me get uh, – so just to give you a, a, a heads up as to what is, is brewing right now, I was looking at uh, – the futures indices, and as of right now, let me close some windows here. Uh, as of right now, you know we got the Dow and uh, S and P five hundred, and the other U.S. indices here. 
as of the futures markets are open as of right now we're already in the red so that's just something to you know more than likely will continue into the morning so there's going to be continuous pressure downward on the economy due to the monetary policy at place so there's no outright good news coming from any sources when central banks are deliberately withdrawing uh, funny currency and, and other and the support for the system so it's going to be continuous downward pressure until something gives so expect that therefore more volatility all right so let's just check in real quick so i want to uh, touch on the primary story that uh, brought you guys here and it has to do with the uganda um discovery and so it came out i think about a week ago but it happened to hit the airways via the social media sphere uh, it came across my attention maybe four three four days ago and i put out a tweet you know responding immediately my initial thoughts and i'll reiterate that tonight just because it's important, I think, to get a much broader picture rather than just Uganda says they discover gold. Okay, what does that mean? You know, the continent of Africa and a whole is loaded with gold. Like it is probably an unfathomable amount of gold beneath that surface. But that doesn't mean that it's going to see the light of day. And I think this Uganda situation is, you know, whether it's genuine or not, it doesn't matter. Uganda's caught in the middle of a global... A global power struggle right now. So either way it go, I don't see that gold coming out of the ground. And I'm going to explain more why that is. And if it does come out the ground, it will not impact the global plan of utilizing gold as a anchor to reestablish trust amongst the nations, amongst, amongst countries. Because once again, the CBDCs and all this stuff are still coming, but it has nothing to do with the uh, what the, what the governments want to do, so this Uganda gold is not it's more than a story. But anyway, just real quick for those of you that I heard about it, give you an idea. It says Uganda. Let me zoom in some so you guys can see it, and then I'll uh, share more 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 because it, it, it story builds up. So stick around. It says Uganda has announced that it has struck a deposit of 31 million tons of gold ore with an extractable pure gold estimated to gross 320 thousand tons. Okay, so that's a heck of a fine. But as I just started before, the, the whole, you know, every country in the continent of Africa is sitting on something sick like that amongst all types of other stuff. That doesn't mean that just because they say they have it, it's something that will see the light of day. It says, President broke news in the fine and state of the nation address on Tuesday, June 7th, but provided little detail pointing in general to that it would fetch the country more than $12 trillion. So that's $12 trillion according to that weight and the current dollar amount uh, for gold, if it was to come up come up above the ground. But mind you, you can't just you know just stick your hand down there and grab thirty one million tons or thirty three hundred twenty uh, three hundred twenty thousand tons. It would take a lot of my, a lot of energy and a lot of planning, a lot of technology, a lot of equipment that Uganda doesn't have. So they're going to need. So if that's there, they're going to need help. And I and I'm going to tell you who that help would be. <laughs> And so long story short, this gold that is there, supposedly, it's not going to end up benefiting Uganda one bit. Mark my words. If it is, if, if, it, if this story is true. But anyway, it says technocrats in the energy and mineral departments uh, noted, informed the cabinet that the country was positioned to get slightly under 700 million in royalty payments with the investors poised to cash in on the windfall. So they'll probably end up, you know, sourcing some of that out. And as it says, they're using the royalty payments. It says sitting, uh, citing six local gold refineries among the African gold refinery in the United Nations. It says sanctioned in March over illicit sources of its gold. The president uh, declared that this time for Uganda to ship unprocessed exports is over. So basically because of the sanctions, I'm going to get to in a minute, Uganda said they will no longer export some of their gold. They're going to keep it in-house. Okay, that's fine. Let's keep moving. So let me share with you more information. And so here's the tug of war that the country of Uganda would have if they continue to move forward. Because as of right now... Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free.
Uganda is on the U.S.'s heavy sanctions list. There are military sanctions. There's political figure sanctions. So Uganda, you know, from the West standards, has been a very naughty country. Therefore, they're going to always face pushback in the global monetary system because if they try to do uh, extract this gold from the ground, they're going to need they're going to need some finance and they're going to need help. They're going to need you know all types of things that the country Uganda, in my opinion, probably don't have. They don't have the infrastructure to get that out in a healthy manner. So therefore, they're going to require some help. And so uh, so to, to, to combat and to go against these sanctions that's posed by the West, they're going to need some help. And Uganda is a heavily indebted nation. Therefore, the country of Uganda don't really own themselves. The country of Uganda, unfortunately, was already sold to uh, another nation that is helping them build infrastructure for their own purposes. And that country happens to be China. And so you have the West on one hand sanctioning Uganda for all of its fraudulent activity. Of course, the West is doing it because it wants something out of that package. And the sanctions, I would imagine, is probably geared towards the fact that they have sold their country to China. And so to help keep Uganda from you know reaping the fruits of their hard labor as well as the, the richness of their territory those sanctions keep other countries from being able to support them financially so uganda as a whole is going through some financial heartache right now intentionally and it's a probably it's probably a way for the west to counter china's movement because china has came into uganda and basically bought the country so uganda don't own themselves so it's that tug of war i'm, I'm talking about so the ugandan gold if it is there it's already it already has its claims. Either the West will make sure it doesn't come up because they'll false flag some type of an event. You know what I'm saying? You know, things happen when you go against the West's plans. But then on the other end, the country is owned by China. So therefore, they owe China pretty much everything on the ground and, in, and underneath the ground. And so this plays into why this Uganda story sounds good. But then again, be leery of what you're told. So keep it going. Here we go. So here. So for those just coming in, I, I just talked about how, you know, the Uganda government last Tuesday announced that they got 320,000 tons of gold underground. They're not exporting any more gold out of the country. They're going to try to do everything in-house. But then again, they don't have the infrastructure, so they're going to need some help. And so they are already heavily sanctioned by the U.S. for all types of things. It's been going on for quite some time now. So they're not going to be able to have the capital to do that or the infrastructure or the tools or whatever. So they're going to have to probably end up giving some of that away or using the help of China. And so here is an article right here. It says, Uganda proves why relying on China is so dangerous. And as I mentioned, China has basically taken over the country of Uganda just because it's a part of the Silk Road, One Belt, One Road, the whole maritime. So China and, and everything they're doing in Asia all the way through happens to impact uh, uh, Africa severely because all the rich minerals and things needed to fulfill that plan comes from the continent of Africa. That's why the, the, uh, the, the Asian pr presence in the continent of Africa is everywhere. So as I've said before, from, you know, rants years ago, the continent of Africa is the most wealthiest spot that we know on this planet. And the whole war over the last 20, 30 years in reference to positioning for the post dollar monetary world order it's going to be centered around the resources that come from the continent of Africa. So this Uganda fine, amongst many other that I'm sure we haven't heard about yet, is already they already got dip. China already has dibs on it firsthand. And so here is more of a story as to why going into debt to another nation that doesn't have your best interest in heart at heart is very dangerous because that goal is already owed to China. So let me give you a little real rundown on what's happening for those who may not know. So this is an article came out last year, but it's, it's timely because the debt's still there. So uh, I, I talked about how uh, China has basically been funding using the dollar, their dollar reserve, their treasuries. You know, they, they've been drawing down their treasury reserve holdings over the last 10, 15 years, using it to build out infrastructure in countries such as Africa as a part of their plan of using their debt liabilities from the U.S., to actually build real world things, of course, in Uganda as well. And so just a long story short here, it says um, uh, Uganda's only international airport is again the site of controversy, facing challenges in paying its $200 million loan to China. Funds is used to expand its facility. Uganda is learning a lesson that the rest of Africa should take to heart. Financial 
uh, entanglements with an authoritarian bully is beyond dangerous. Here's why. So because China owns pretty much everything in Uganda, they have the right to say what they want. So right now, Uganda has been trying to renegotiate these deals, assuming they probably want to get out of it because they want to probably pay it off and get them out and take over their own country again. But I don't think it's going to happen that way. So here's just more stories here. So it's talking about the, the airport. International airport basically is you know in the, in the process of being forfeited on where China will take it over and call all the shots. So they're trying to renegotiate. So uh, the country of Uganda is basically... Uh, you know, trying to get out of this, they're trying to make some tweaks to the agreement. And one of the agreements is that it says here that one of the clause that Ugandan officials reportedly wants to change is the requirement for the Uganda Civil Aviation Authority to seek approval from China for its budgets and strategic plans. So as a part of this deal, negotiation is they have to check in with China on how they spend their own funds for things done within the country, especially when it comes to the things that they're they borrowed money for which is the aviation at this point which is the airport so you know when you have to ask your debt masters can you use their funds for your own benefit that's slavery on top of slavery in a new form and that's the problem with this current debt system it's running its course it's dead and so here we're witnessing stories as this and so i'll get get to the next one but give you an idea was how severe it is it says but the airport loan is hardly the only financial tie and vulnerability Uganda has you has when it comes to China. Uganda currently owes uh, approximately 1.6 billion in loans to China for financing uh, extensive infrastructure development projects. And so it talks about China's Belt and Road Initiative, that whatever. So as of right now, Uganda's in a hole for 1.6 billion on top of, I'm sure, interest and everything else. So this new gold fine of approximately 12 trillion dollars, it sounds good. But then again, it's good to say that China will get first dibs at that and they will probably have uh, some some issues if they end up denying uh, China the rights to come in and help with this uh, gold extraction. And so Uganda will have to pick a side. They'll either continue to be bullied by the West with the sanctions or they're going to be bullied by China. So anyway, and it goes, Uganda's caught in the middle. So my point is that, that 12 trillion dollar fine that they've covered uncovered in today's dollar terms the chance of that seeing the light of day between now and any time the next couple years during this reset is not likely so therefore the current gold they're finding there will not have any impact whatsoever on the current gold market and on top of that as i said as i said before there's an there's probably more gold underground on this planet than we know of but the thing is Getting it out of the ground, getting it refined and getting it into vaults or hands, or whatever the process moving forward will not be as likely as it was years and years ago because the move is to go digital. So anything that they decide to do as far as digging, go out the ground, it won't be really counted uh, in the in the public's hands as a monetary metal type of form, just because as of now, the central banks around the world are still accumulating gold. So if Uganda's gold is pulled out the ground, it's going to go sit in whoever pulls it out the ground's vault as a as an anchor for the next system when it comes when it comes out because they will definitely require a open vault policy saying that we have this amount of tons you got this ton so depending on your tonnage <laughs> will determine your say so in how the next monetary system uh, operates and that twelve that three hundred twenty thousand tons whatever. They're not going to get that out. You can't get that out in a year or two. That's probably a 10, 15, 20 year project at best. So between now and then, most of us won't be concerned with money based upon the events that's going down. So don't worry. Don't fret that gold and, and even including the silver in the ground will not threaten, you know, current uh, uh, stackers at this current moment just because it ain't coming out of the ground. So anyway, keep it moving. So I just want to just, you know, give some calm to those who might feel that. Oh, should I, you know, you know, and I see comments out there, but <laughs> about uh, the, the lack of scarcity when it comes to gold, it, it's irrelevant in this case, because what's going on now is much bigger than just monetary situations. We have the governance crisis. We have the, the, the continual push for that health stuff, which is going to alter people's lives. And the most important issue is the supply chain, which is being deliberately disrupted. Therefore, there's going to be a shortage of real world goods like food clean water to drink energy so those are the three primary things that people should probably figure out how they can maneuver around because 
you know, it, it tend, you know, based upon how societies have broken down in other countries like Venezuela, Zimbabwe, it's the people who have the, the, the means to acquire those things that will have access to those things. And so and, and no doubt, you know, gold and silver, as well as certain digital projects will have um, uh, provide you the opportunity to be able to acquire what you need. Because once again, majority of people don't even have precious metals in their possession. Nevertheless, you know, cryptocurrencies either. So it's not much of a threat in the long run, in my opinion. Anyway, on top of that, when it comes to gold, we have the Grand Canyon as well as all the federal lands out west uh, that is, I'm sure, has way more gold and silver and everything else in it than not fine in Uganda. It's just that it's federal lands and it's not a part of the plan right now to use. But if it was a matter of like, you know, show us your gold or or sit down and shut up, the U.S., if it was about that, they could easily go to the Grand Canyon and do an essay of the land there and they'll probably have the same amount of gold, but it'll take five, 10, 20 years. Cause once again, it's very energy intensive, but that's not a part of their plan right now. So keep it moving. Um, hope that kind of made sense and feel free to share your thoughts, but just to let you know what's still happening right now, despite all the noise, central bank gold purchases back in positive territory. So despite all the possible foot out of Uganda of, you know, this gold is going to crash. No. Okay. Central banks are still getting it because between now and the time they need it to transition to the next monetary system, it's going to be how much gold you got, you know what I'm saying? And all that other stuff can walk. But just to give an idea of what's going on here, it says central banks uh, go flip back to net positive in April. Cause mind you last 15 years, most central banks been been re- either repatriating or selling off their gold because more than likely the central banks puppets were told to do so to, you know, basically drain countries dry. But it said gold central bank uh, reserves uh, increased by 19.5 tons in April following net sales of 9.4 in March. It says the trend was largely driven by Central Asian nations. Uzbekistan was the largest purchaser. Turkey and Kazakhstan were also in there getting gold. So those are the Eurasian countries. So those are the outskirts of Russia. So it's good to say, and this is just my suspicion here, that in order to have a seat at the table, in this next shift that's underway right now, and we'll get to that shift in one moment, you're going to have to have some form of collateral that the world knows and recognizes and has value regardless of where you're located geographically. And of course, it's going to be, you know, oil, ideally, Russia has the most as of right now. And of course, gold. For the countries don't have oil, you got to have your gold. You're going to have something to bring to the table when we sit down and talk as to how this next you know, how this next basket will will shake out because I don't think the SDR is going to be the primary tool that the rest of the world will agree to use because it's Western led. And according to what Putin just said on Friday, the unipolar world is done. We'll never see it again. So what did he mean by that? That means that there must be something else that they're going to roll out. And I, that's why I'm saying this next six to 12 ish months, we might be getting an announcement of some kind. So uh, let's keep it moving. So, Outside of the Uganda situation, talking about gold, that just lets you know how important gold still is. Central banks are still getting their weight up. And uh, let's talk more about um, let's get into what Mr. Putin said on Friday. And once again, other than just seeing an article or two, I don't really hear nobody talk about this. But to me, with this whole Ukraine, Russia theatrical show, um, it's more of a distraction to either allow the shift away from the dollar or will be used as an excuse as to why the dollar will no longer be utilized and recognized globally. Uh, and so once again, we hear stuff like this, and this is a very, this is from a, this is from the Russian forum that took place this past week that just didn't get talked about much in the, in the, in the East and the West rather, but here's Putin, a quote from Putin. It says unipolar world order gone forever. And I'm thinking like, wow, like that's a bold statement. He's stating that as if it's a fact. So if he's stating this as if it's a fact, I mean, he must know something or he must be a part of whatever the alternative might be. Something to keep in mind. All right. So let me make sure. Let me check and make sure my mic. OK, because I want to make sure I, I would hate to be talking and my mic is off. <laughs> so anyway, let me get a thumbs up if you guys can hear me, because, man, 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 that bothered me last week about talking and not hearing. You guys not being able to hear me. So just make sure my volume is good. Let me know. Uh, just throw me a thumbs up, anybody out there, if you're in the chat. And also, if you have not already, hit that thumbs up. Uh, I'm against the unipolar world. Um, so ultimately, what this unipolar, what this, I, I'm against the unipolar, unipolar world is, is as well. 
Okay, so we good. Okay, appreciate you. So let's go through this real quick. So this is a quick little synopsis from his article, but this is out of a Russian source, which you, you, other than being linked to, you know, when his boy came out, I was I, I checked I checked this news source often because I know the West don't want us to hear it. But anyway, it says this era is over despite all the attempts to revive it and hold on to it at any cost. Russian leader noted. And it says here, taking the podium at the plenary session of the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum. So the SPIF, they had their own economic forum because I, I want to say ever since his last speech at the World Economic Forum, something's changed in reference to the way the narratives have changed. Like he's he, he, he made a comment at the World Economic Forum saying that he don't agree basically with what's going on as far as the West still having all this say so. And here in his own little forum, he lets us know why that is. But. On Friday, Vladimir Putin said the era of a unipolar world order has come to an end despite attempts to preserve it at all costs. So so ultimately, he, you know, this unipolar this unipolar world is referring to the Western dominance of the current monetary system, as well as the military industrial complex utilized through the U.S. military across the world with a hundred and how many ever bases. This is the unipolar world he's referring to, you know, a singular source of command that has dominated the planet forever. He's saying it's over with. So I'll give you an idea. It says a year and a half ago when speaking at the Davos forum, it was stressed again that the era of the unipolar world was over. The Russian head of state said, noting that now he was, he was, he would, he would like to begin his address with, there is no getting around this. So basically we're, you know, we got to talk about this because, you know, I, you know, and this is just me paraphrasing, trying to think about, you know, getting out of a, a slavery type of system that's all predicated on one's primary source, which is a federal reserve note and the puppets that run it. You know, he's saying there is no getting around this. So we're going to sit down. We're going to talk about this. And then I'll, I can, I'll encourage you to read it for yourself, but just some of the highlights here. It says this over, this is over despite all the attempts to revive it and hold on to it at any cost. This is a natural process. These changes are a natural course of history because it is difficult to come uh, combine the planet's civilization uh, diversity, the wealth of cu- cultural with political, economic and other models. These models don't work here. The models that bluntly without any alternatives are being imposed upon from one center, referring to the West. It says, according to him, the flaws lie in the very idea where there is a single, albeit strong power with a limited circle of close states or as they also say, those admitted to it while all the rules of business and international relations when necessary are uh, interpreted exclusively in the interest of that power. That is the one-way street. He said it's a a one-sided game. A world based on such of dogmas is definitely unstable. So ultimately, without saying the West, without saying the U.S., without saying the dollar, he's basically saying this unipolar nation that is all centered around one source, one vote, one agenda, one currency, one system, it's over with forever. Despite all the attempts of trying to revitalize it, keep it going, he's saying, in my words, the petrodollar system is over. Therefore, the Federal Reserve note, which is the greatest financial liability on this planet because it is the reserve currency, he's basically saying that this instrument here is is done. And so with that level of confidence of him basically sharing how he's him saying it's over, then I wonder what's next and to follow up with this. So that was an important discussion given by the president of Putin, uh, of Russia. And then on the same day, we have the central bank chairman, Jerome Powell also give a speech. So what's the coincidence? What's the likelihood of Putin coming out saying that that unipolar world is done. And then the federal reserve chairman comes out as well and talking up a U.S. central bank digital currency because he said that there's instability in the global monetary system with using a dollar. You tell me there are no coincidences in a monetary shuffle. When a monetary order shifts, it's not by accident. It's always intentional. And so just like as I always mention for those that might be new to the channel, I'll just give you a little historical lesson as to how every hundred or so years, give or take, events occur Throughout that time frame, lessening the dependency on that particular currency due to a debted, indebted nation getting growing well beyond their means with debt, not able to sustain it. So they go to war, they create debt, and then there's a, a ultimate war that leads to the next currency being brought out here. 
And so I just put out here 2023 is when we might hear an announcement of an alternative that the world will recognize. That's just my suspicion. But anyway, back to this. So let me actually, for those that are tuned in, let me actually play for you this short clip that I put out there on the Twitter sphere uh, talking about or with Jerome Powell giving his little spiel. In providing cross-border liquidity to support the real economy. Looking forward, rapid changes are taking place in the global monetary system that may affect the international role of the dollar in the future. Mm. Most major economies already have or are in the process of developing instant 24-7 payments. Our own FedNow service will be coming online in 2023. Mm, and with tremendous growth in crypto assets and stable coins, we are examining whether a U.S. central bank digital currency would improve upon what is an already safe and efficient domestic payment system. Safe and efficient. Our, as our white paper on this time. So just listen to this. This is the part of the global monetary system that made Listen to this. this rapid is, this changes are part. taking place in the global monetary Looking forward, rapid changes are taking place in the global monetary system that may affect the international role of the dollar in the future. All right. That's all he needs to say. Changes are taking place in the global monetary system that will impact the, f- the future use of the dollar. Mm. Putin said that unipolar world is over. Now he's talking about these changes. What exactly is he talking about? Oh, could this have anything to do with the shift away and a creation of something, a new alternative? Which, of course, it's already created. It's already done. The computer code is already written. The bricks are already ready to roll. They just need more pain, more devastation in between so that it makes it easier to make that announcement in the end. And of course, at this current moment, all those you know nations that are moving away from the dollar, they're still sitting on large stockpile of fiat, Federal Reserve note and Treasury stockpiles. So you can't just dump them things because everything will come down at once. So you got to slowly but surely lessen your dependency on U.S. liabilities by spending them in real time. And so you factor in, the Fed is fighting inflation, but then you got all those other nations unloading all those dollars into the system. They have to go somewhere. Where do they go? They go to real world things. So if you're China, you already spent trillions or maybe a trillion or two helping develop Africa for your own purposes. You got Russia. They got for 300, 300 or so million, you know, froze up somewhere or how much ever, 600 million, I think it is, froze up. So the biggest thing is those nations, they realize the need to get rid of those things while they still can. And just to show you how that is and why that is, let me, do I have another article here? Give me one second. I just came across an article, but I did not put it up here. Let me see if I can find it real quick because it's important because all this stuff uh, is starting to uh, tie into some type of systemic event that's coming. And let me see if I did put it up here. I did. I not. I did not. Uh, So anyway, there's an article talking about how. uh, Japan and okay. let me see. So Japan and I think it was China. Are dumping treasuries at a very alarming rate. And so even Japan, so here we go here. Let me see. No, no, let me see. Yes, no. So we talked about the uh, China dumping because they don't want to be stuck holding the bag. Okay, so no, where did China dump the trash? So here's, okay. So here is an article here, but this is just a question that was put out there, which was earlier this year, but it's been confirmed that they are. So it's no longer like a matter of if and when. So here's just an article. What if China and Japan dump their U.S. treasuries? So this is just when I'll try to find, find an article. There is an article out here. It confirms and it shows some graphs as to how they're lessening their dependency on U.S. liabilities. So uh, it, it is in motion. It's been in motion for some time now. But anyway, keep it moving. So we got Putin talk about the unipolar world is over. We have, you know, Jerome Powell coming out saying basically the dollar global system is going to have some problems. It, it's over with. He's, that's To me, that's his confession that... The Federal Reserve SWIFT system is no longer being preferred as the primary way of doing interoperable overnight settlements, you know, in fi- financial terms around the world. They have alternatives. So we've been, we've been talking about the BRICS, you know, the SIPs and the, the CHIPs and all the other alternative payments out there. And, of course, they're all interoperable. They are, I'm sure they're flowing right now with no problem in whatever currency they're using. This stuff is already done, in my opinion. And so in this article here, this is just a little snippet from the clip I played but Jerome Powell, you know, not yeah, Jerome Powell, uh, to basically 
play out the narrative of a CBDC because once again, the CBDC and the Fed wire, uh, the Fed wire is a part of the SWIFT system, which is already 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 built out, and I think it goes the 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 the, the total system itself goes live in August and is is fully functional in November or something like that. We talked about, but anyway, so this is all about preparing the world for after the dollar is you know has its night is overnight just complete falling off of the cliff that there'll be something to roll out there and that's all this cbd stuff is about so here's a quote it says a u.s central bank digital currency could potentially hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Help maintain the dollar's international standing. He's there. I mean, to be honest, they're lying. Because the CBDC is solely for domestic uses only for the citizens that will be dependent upon this rebranded currency. The world itself will not be looking to use a CBDC issue by the dollar because there's no you can't have trust in that. That's the same system. And Putin just said we're done with the unipolar world. So that means they're going to have something that will be more conducive to meet everyone's needs rather than the agenda of the West. And so here, I guess the feedback, it says, as we consider feedback, we will be thinking not just about the current state of the world, but also how the global financial system might evolve in the next five to 10 years. CBDCs will be domestic countries for sure. It says 10 countries have already launched central bank digital currencies and another 105 are exploring the option. It says the dollar remains underpinned by key fundamentals, including a commitment to transparency, the rule of law and the full independence of the Fed. So, but ultimately, they've already given up and it's a wrap. The West is moving on. Uh, so just so you know, uh, the Federal Reserve note and its liabilities pending to it, uh, they're, they're in they're, they're in danger severely. Okay, a couple more articles here. So just give you an idea as to how things are continuing to move forward. It says South Africa considers, they probably already are in their own, because South Africa and Russia, they're part of their own that new interoperable system payment structure. So it's good to say they already got some stuff going, but we're just hearing about it. But as it says, South Africa considers buying Russian oil to tackle energy inflation, a move that could boost Moscow's coffers. So amongst all this talk about sanctioning Russia, the world needs Russia for the energy sake. So it's good to say they already got some signs still delivered. It's just a matter of when it's officially announced. So yeah, don't be surprised. And another one here. So over here in this country, the U.S. gas tax holiday. This is as of tonight. Uh, Janet Yellen gave a little quick little news briefing and she was asked a question about Biden. And she was like, Biden wants to do everything he can. And so, you know, uh, this gas tax holiday is worth considering. Basically, freezing the current taxation on gas from a federal level, which will save you about 18 cents in a sense. So that's once again their way of trying to fight high gas prices rather than just you know, continue to issue leases and opening up pipelines and just, you know, give incentivizing companies or oil manufacturers uh, to get busy pumping more. They're talking about begging Saudi Arabia. And so if they really wanted to save people from the dire pain of the pump, dial back on this going green cap and just, you know, transition over the next 30 years rather than just say by 2030, we're going to have nothing but come on now. So anyway, so this federal gas tax will save people 18 cents. So whatever it's worth. But once again, it's going to come back to bite somebody else in the butt. And then the last one here, uh, that's the last one. So anyway, let's talk. Open the phone lines uh, and let me hear you guys, hear you guys' thoughts. Lots of things going on. But uh, I thought those two stories at the end from Putin and Jerome Powell were way more important than the Uganda gold situation because the Uganda gold, for those that are coming late, it's a tug of war between the U.S. sanctions and China that owns Uganda. And we'll see who wins. But that gold is going to end up in somebody's vault. And it will not benefit the country of Uganda. And it will be used as a uh, to add to the total amount of tonnage in somebody's vault when it's time to sit down at the table and talk about that next system. Because it's my suspicion that the nations that got the most gold, that'll be as well as probably other resources that you can bring to the table. 
that'll be your measurement in that next basket of currencies or whatever it might be. So the SDR, you know, is used is using fiat currencies, which one, which as of now, the dollar is the most dominant one in this next monetary structure is my suspicion that the amount of tonnage you have verified will give you will give you a certain percentage and the decision makings in that basket, as well as if you are heavy in weed, if you have an injury, whatever you can bring to the table from the earth, that'll give you voting rights to be able to have a say so in this next order as things move forward. And then, of course, domestically, all those countries will have CBDCs, which will be the slave tools for their people. So, uh, it's, you know, just it's, it's the same system. man. if if the same people in charge remain in power. It'll just be a new system with solely digitals. Cash or society will be a part of the equation. They're going to remove cash because that's a threat in this old debt model that they have in place right now. Anyway, let's talk. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Uh, lost you. Uh, give me a call back. I'll get you on here. Let me put up my little branding. So if you have not already, hit that thumbs up button. Show your support for the channel, as always uh thumbs up is definitely appreciated because it helps more people hopefully find out what's going on all right let's uh get this party started let me exit out of some things here hello carlson where are you calling from hi this is latrice calling from brooklyn latrice how you doing what's going on with you give me a quick thought okay quick thought you gave a whole rant like that and going to say give me a quick thought <laughs> i try to get I try to get as many calls as i can here <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to be real quick. I haven't called you in a long time. First of all, happy Father's Day. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Okay. Yes, no worries. Okay, so now I'll start from the top with this whole thing with Uganda. Mm-hmm. Listen, over there in Africa, these, this, everybody knows there's gold reserves and all types of mineral reserves over there. Mm-hmm. The Bible, when it describes the Garden of Eden, and it tells you, like, certain things about the, the landmarks or the things that were uh, notable about the the area, mm-hmm. it tells you, I believe it's Havila is the land of gold, right? Yeah. And it's supposed to be a fine, fine gold. So, and when you learn about archaeology and um, geography of ancient times, you'll find that the maps have changed. Mm-hmm. And Africa was considered a part of what they call now the Middle East, mm-hmm. right? Because the Suez Canal is what really created the whole Middle East. Once they separated that portion of land uh, in Egypt that disconnected Africa through Egypt over into what they call the Middle East, mm-hmm. then, you know, that changed everything. But with that being said, they had a whole meeting earlier this year mm-hmm. with the EU and everything, and one of, and their goal with the European Union was saying with the African Union that they wanted to form an alliance because they're thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. And, of course, with the fingers crossed behind the back, they're saying that they would like to use the, you know, the, the resources and the land and everything to help bring about this new technological utopia basically that they're talking about, right? So I'm, right. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what they're saying, right? But we know between the lines, they want to just rob the plants, stinking blind, right. and take all the goods for themselves and everybody else can just fall to the wayside. But the one thing I wanted to get out of this call tonight, mm-hmm. because I would love to minister to your, your uh, callers tonight, because mm-hmm. this is very vital. God has led me to this, and this is very key for you, Mike, because you said so many times on this air, that you was looking to do more for the kingdom of God and help. Correct. And I've noticed you've been putting out scripture stuff. Mm-hmm. Continue to be loving, kind, thoughtful, considerate, patient, have joy, keep peace, the mm-hmm. fruits to the spirit. Yeah. All of these things is what the Lord is requiring of us. Mm-hmm. This is what required of us his children. Right. You are a child of God. Your name is Michael. It means who is like God. When we give our testimony on who is like God, we will fulfill what the scriptures say in the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. that the saints overcame the enemy through the blood of the lamb and our testimony. And with that, um, to all the callers, as the world is going into this new so-called metaverse that we're already living in, but they want to make it digital, mm-hmm. please, 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 please. It is so important that you do not lose your humanity. You do not get lost in all of these things because the future that they have, they want to, all that NFT stuff right now is mm-hmm. digital. We're going to be the NFTs. I'm not saying we have tomorrow. <laughs> all these people that yeah. they want to sit up with, all, you know, because those inoculants is causing us to become cyborg. Yeah. That, that all that, um, the circuitry and all that stuff, that's what they're going to do. They're going to make a cyborg. Right. They're going to become products for whatever these companies are. 
and Bill Gates and them. That's why they're, they're getting all the patents and they're acquiring all these things. Right. And with all of this stuff, we're going to be the part of the NF, of the metaverse. There will be the NFT in the metaverse. Again, everybody was talking, one of your quotes always mentioned Black Mirror. But they show some of this. Like one of the episodes of one of the people, they had the, they, all the people had to keep running on a, um, the treadmill and stuff like that in a competition. And it was always like this desire to want to win, but it was the way they had the, the, the people play and express. Like the, I can't remember the episode. I don't mm-hmm. want to get into it. I'm trying to quit. But again, you know, we already know from the program and the future that they have. So mm-hmm. this is why I'm talking about not to lose your humanity because right. as people, the, remember, the scriptures say that many are going to fall away. It's going to be a right. great fall away. Right. So it is so important for people not to lose their humanity. Continue to find a reason to give thanks every day that you are alive. Find something to be thankful, grateful yeah. for, to be blessed, to be alive, to have it. No matter what's going on in the world, keep finding something that makes you say, you know what? I'm going to keep fighting a good fight. I'm going to keep trying to do the best I can to be the best version of me yeah. and to be the change I want to see in the world. Last thing, Mike, yeah. I have a word for you and your wife, mm-hmm. and it's a private word, but it's a, it's, it's a word of warning and it's a word of, of blessing okay. from the Lord. Well, do and me a I, favor. I, I, S- send I, it to me. Hit, hit, me up on, hit me up on Telegram. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me on Telegram. I, I'm gonna send you my telephone number on Telegram. Oh no, yeah, or DM, I, or, 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 or DM me on Telegram or shoot me an email. Shoot me an email. Go to rethinkingdollar.com forward left hand side. Shoot me an email. We we'll talk. Appreciate you. Let me get a couple more couple okay, more people yes, in. But appreciate yes. you though. Of course, yes. Thank you. And just continue the great awesome work. I love you. I, I, I love you like a brother. Appreciate oh, God, you. Not, Thank you. Know. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great one. You as well. God bless you all. Hello, Carlos. Where are you calling from? Hello. Hey, my name is Tim, and I'm from Wisconsin. Tim, how you doing, my friend? Give me a quick thought. What's in your mind? <laughs> all right, real quick. Uh, I had all these things to think about, and I just turned on my computer and I saw you, so they all went out of my mind. Got to got to jot it down. Jot you some notes down. <laughs> bring, hey, bring, bring it. To, if you can't think of it now, bring it tomorrow night. We will touch on it tomorrow night too. So let me know. <laughs> what else going uh, on with you, man? Real quickly. Real quickly. I man, it's uh, it's coming to a head. It's coming to a head. So it's uh, yeah, it's incredible. What's what's gonna you know? So yeah, yeah. So hey, hey, we are. And take care. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, right. Jot those notes down. Call me tomorrow, man. Appreciate you. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Carlos. Where we calling from? Hey, upstate New York. Hey there, buddy. What's all, what's going on with you? What's in your mind? Hey, man, I uh, just think you got it wrong with the gold and the cryptos. Okay, give it to me. Set me straight then. I mean, if the gold's just getting their supply restricted in Africa, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just as fake as cryptos are. Uh, you know, you say gold getting there, it's getting, getting what in Africa now? Uh, restricted in restricted. Uganda. Right, I mean, so- if it's all just sitting there. Right. So, no, no, but I'm saying that, that but it's good to say that Uganda is not the only place that's probably sitting on buku tonnage. I mean, the continent itself is probably just loaded. Every country probably sitting on large stashes, but it's either being deliberately suppressed or they're not allowed to say anything or it's being extracted and nobody's hearing about it. So we don't know. But it's good to say with all the central banks running the gold that it's a part of a plan of some kind. So if they do find a whole lot like they say they do. The chance of them allowing that go into the system to disrupt their plan is probably not likely. And, and within the next year, two, three, four, five, ten years, twenty years, sure. But you know, we won't really care about that time. But anyway, I'm going. Go ahead. Oh, you breaking up on me? Yeah, I uh, computerized. But go ahead and see if you came through. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Go ahead. I mean, I just think it's the whole thing on the gold end and on the crypto end. Mm-hmm. In the Ooh. Gold or crypto, or can manipulate. So, like, what difference? Uh, yeah, so, uh, so I apologize, but you were computerized chopping up. And you say something about between manipulating the cryptos and the gold. What's the difference? I think that's what you said. Uh, man, I, I apologize. I can't hear you. 
Do me a favor. Put that. Put that question. All right, Mike. Thanks for taking my call. I apologize. No, go. It's, it's, it's clear right now. Go ahead and give it to me real quick. Give me that question real quick, and I get I'll answer off air. No, no. It's basically the two things. If they're both controlled. Yeah. I mean, the point is meeting the controllers. Right. Beating the. Know? That's and the. That's the government. That's the that. They're both the same. Right. The, 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 you know, it's money down the well. Correct. Whether it's this or that. Correct. I agree, and that's where you know our biggest our biggest you know concern to me is not necessarily the money. And so, like everybody's saying out here, you know, if you fix the money, you fix the world. I'm like, you know, no, fix the government structure. Because if this democracy is in the form we have now, which is not for us, continues, it's just going to be. We got to get to the root of it. Right. We got to get to the, and it's the, it's the lack of leadership and the hijacking and that public private merger between the Davos crowd and businesses and governments. That right there needs to be addressed before we talk about what bet, what's the best form, whether it's gold, crypto, Bitcoin, whatever. If we don't stop the people who making the call, who writing the rules, then we're going to be in the same trap no matter what. Because people think that by going to Bitcoin, you, you got your keys and whatever, you're good. But no, if the government's setting the rules, they're going to find a way to make sure you don't enjoy what you were so you know willing to hold. Because you're still living in a cut in a, in a government with with rules and regulations. I, and I, I hear you, Mike. Yeah. But it's still the same thing with gold. Yeah, it's I mean, still yeah, the same thing with gold. But 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 when it comes time to trying to use that for some form of a medium of exchange, gold will always have a price. It'll always it'll always carry a price because it's needed, as well as silver. And everything from the earth, regardless, is not going nowhere. It's, it's for us to use. Now, how we price it, what we price it in, yeah, that that's to be that, determined. That doesn't address our struggle, though. Like, the, the gold, it's there in Uganda. Yeah, like, no, no, no. Nobody's no, going to go get it. They're going to use it as a lease and chain, just like they do the crypto. It's not different. Well, okay, but that, but so that gold in Uganda, in my opinion, will not see the light of day. So... You know, between now and next year, when we are, when yeah, we need it's to... like talking about unmined Bitcoin or mm-hmm. locked up ETH, yeah. you know, like, I, I mean, it's like an unrealized asset, mm-hmm. you know, will or will not be capitalized on, but as long as they keep us trading around the same chips, right. like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter what those chips are made of. Uh, for In in the short term, no, but in the long run, when when, when everything is revealed... I'd imagine, you know, the way people thought about SHA-256 and all the protocols and networks, when we find out more as to how that was a part of the plan from jump, I'd imagine more people would wish they were holding something tangible, whether it's a can of beans to eat, you know what I'm saying, or whatever it is that's in the real world rather than, you know, in the computerized world, which is where they want us to go. So you got to choose one. You got to choose one. You can't, you know, you can do both. But then again, one will be exposed in the, in the, in the future, in my opinion. So. And I would prefer to be in the real world rather than the metaverse or some some alternative reality with glasses on or being plugged into some circuit network and being used as a pawn. So that's just me, man. But anyway, go. You gonna have to choose something because, you know, what else you going to use as a way of preserving and protecting yourself for the future? Something house, real estate, you know, a well, car. Or... Well, I mean, I'm, I'm choosing both. I'm doing both. Yeah. And. And the faith in the Lord, like you're saying, oh, 100%. Like, like I, I, I agree 100 percent on that. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think either one is going to lead us in the. You know, I think they're both just they're just they're just tools under the freaking feet. Yeah, they're just tools. They're tools. They're not. It's, it's tools to help help uh, help you. Uh, I guess take a uh, hold hold your time, your energy, your skill accountable for something moving forward. Because if not, if you ain't got nothing, then like literally, how will you sustain yourself in any other way apart from relying upon, you know, your faith and things of that nature. So, but hey, appreciate you, man. Let me get some more calls in. No, yeah, thanks, Mike. Sorry for going hard. Oh, no, you good. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Thank you. Hey, cool. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. So, yeah, I, I get your point. I get your point. You know, like, you, so so whether it's computer codes or whether it's chemical elements, chemical elements, you know, which I always refer to the periodic table, you know, just, you know, even not talking about gold and silver, like, you know, platinum, palladium, iron, nickel, you know, everything that we use in the real world originates on that periodic table. So having exposure to anything else out there will definitely come in handy moving forward, because if you're a p- person who has handiwork skills and you can take extract some of those minerals or whatever and turn it into something and serve it, you're going to always be in demand. So therefore, anything that you can take from the earth, turn it into some and put it out there. Hell, you, you, you're saying you, you, you good. You know what I'm saying? No matter where you at, <laughs> you be good no matter what. All right. Uh, let me get some. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? 
Hey, Mike, it's Little Bug Fisher. Go for Tristan. How's it going? LBP, doing good, man. What's on your mind? Look, man, I don't know why people are so mad at President Brandon, Janet Yellen, and Jerome Powell. Mm -hmm. They're doing a wonderful job, Mike. They're doing exactly what I want them to do. Destroy, destroy, destroy. <laughs> yeah, but think about this. You know, they're, they're destroying it. What's the build back process going to be like? Will they be also the ones calling the shots when it's time to build it back? Because, I mean, we can't live in a, you know underdeveloped world. We got to have some type of civilized approach towards our future, I think. Mike, they're not going to win, Mike. How are they going to pay the enforcement? You know, it's not going to work. I hope so. I, I hope so. I, I, can, I, I, can, I, can, I can ride with that. I hope so. But once again, Look. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say Happy Father's Day to you, and uh, it, it's gonna be wonderful, Mike. We don't have to worry. It's gonna be great on the other side. It's gonna be better than now. Hey, I, I, I can get in a faith with you on that statement, man. I, I ride with that one. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. All right, Mike. Be good. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let me get to some questions out here. So. Witcher's work says RTD gold and silver will carry price, but it will, but it will be in exchange for this system. Unless you have an underground system to trade, you will need to get into the system to receive value. Um, no, no doubt. And so I, I think everything is, it will be in phases. Like we're not going to go straight to a cashless society, like overnight. I think cash will still be in circulation with you know very little trust. But then again, there'll be other things that pop up that people will use. The barter system will be available. Of course, barring some type of unforeseen technology glitch, there'll be some networks out there utilizing cryptographic tokens. And so there'll be a, a couple of different options. And of course, fractional gold, you got nickels, dimes, quarters, you got everything that's constitutional still used. And so that right there gives you three or four options possibly to trade with somebody. Now it's a matter of which one the free market will choose as the best option uh, as time moves forward. We'll see. But then again, the CBDCs that will come after the correction and it will be received with welcoming arms when the majority. So mind you, only 200 and so people tune in here and in the alternative media space in general is maybe 1%, 2% of the 300 million people in this country, 300 plus million people in this country. So the other 98% or so equates to, you know, 200 or so million people or not. Um, that's not good math, but you get my point. So it's good to say that the people who are severe, suffering the most severe losses will run to CBDCs with ease because it's government approved. It'll be legal tender. And it'll be required in order to participate in the banking system. If you try to get back into the, the rebuilding of the uh, financial system with all the financial products, they're going to try to get people back in. So you're going to have to have your digital ID on your wallet, your Fed wallet, your digital ID plugged into it, your KYC, AML, all that stuff. If you want to participate in the secular economy after it's being destroyed and being rebuilt, but then again, a parallel economy will be whatever you do hand, hand to hand, cash to hand, silver to hand, you know, QR code, you know, you know, Monero to Monero, what, whatever you use, it's going to be multiple options. But then again, in, in the long run, it's not about us. So we're we're in the know. It's the unborn. It's our children's children. That will be the primary focal point for 20 years, 30 years down the line. They're going to be cashless all the way through. They're going to be the ones that don't mind using their biometric identification for payments like, you know, our, our unborn kids and our kids, kids out of convenience and comfortability. They're going to be the ones willing to use their thumb to pay or use their eye or allow something to be plugged up to them. So this is not for us. Like this transition is just 10, 15 years of, of uncomfortableness. But most of us more than likely won't be around, you know, in that time down the line because, one way or another, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, your, your time just might be up. So it's about the unborn that this structure is being built for. So the metaverse will be welcomed with open arms for the babies right now, the infants right now and their children. Oh, man, they're going to be plugged in. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, because all that right there is just biblic biblically speaking where we're heading, where we have to go. And so the, at the end of this, it's not going to look pretty. I mean, it's just, there's no way around that. And so whether or not, you know, we're able to push back now to resist and hold off, sure. But we have to get to the end of Revelations, you know what I'm saying? So that's just how things go. But that's a good thing because for my believers out there, like, you know, this is not the end of the story. 
for everybody. And that's where that's the good news. The good news is like this is just a test run. This is just us passing through, you know, taking advantage of the blessings that we've been given. But then again, it's it's it's, it's just temporary because you you will take your last breath at some point. Now between now and that last breath, what do you do for the kingdom of God? It's going to be the primary focal point that will that you will carry for all of eternity, in my in my opinion. So that's why it's imperative to incorporate the spiritual element of things because what's the point of just talking about money? When money can't buy you in heaven, money can't do nothing for you other than in this natural life right now. But then again, as I mentioned, money ain't our biggest problem. It's our government. Our government is our biggest problem because the same people who got us into this are trying to give solutions to get us into the system that the private, you know, merger in Davos is already planned. Like when you got close. So I put this article up here. So it says five things to know about CRISPR and gene editing in this whatever in this era. So they already got the systems ready to go. Like genetic editing, gene editing is a part of the plan. Like not necessarily for us, but for our children's children. So everything is now just a transition phase. It's always ugly during a transition phase, but you know, it's just not about us. So this is where, this is how, if you, if we really wanted to bring about change, like generational change, it will be most important for the people who are awake and aware to be more, um, active and being involved in politics, speaking out. And it, it happens to be more of the, the small minority, approximately a hundred or so million people, the ones that happen to have, have followed the last administration and the rhetoric that he spoke about, you know, make America great, loving the country first, putting the U.S. interest first and no foreign entanglements and, you know, getting back to some some type of credible money source and all that stuff like that. If those people were to be more vocal and just demand immediate change and be willing, you know, and this is the part where it gets ugly, be willing to sacrifice themselves for the unborn of the next generation, then we'll have a much greater chance at seeing change. But then again, you know, the, the 30, 30 year old and up, unfortunately, I, I just, this is me. I just think that we're, we as a whole, and I can include myself in this, we're probably too selfish of a, like the millennials and the baby boomers, we're probably too selfish to be sacrificial for the unborn and our children's children. Meaning that, and I, you know, this goes to a quote I mentioned a while ago, you know, unless you found something worth dying for, you've not found a reason to live. And in order to really make about change, to bring about change or to slow things down, there need to be more people willing to lay it out on the line. And I don't think most of our generations have it in them because, of just naturally, you know, feeling comfortable, man. We live in the greatest country on the planet, but we're losing that right now. They're coming after your guns. And as, as I said before, before 2024, we will not get to 2024 in the way we have in prior elections. It's just the way our country's trending. There'll be some events that come about that will cause some national emergencies, lockdowns, or some type of cataclysmic events that will lead us to a if there is an election, because if they go to national emergency, which I think we're, you know, once again, two years ago, President Trump put us in national emergency. And I don't think they've actually took that away. So we're technically, technically still in a national emergency. So I think that like the military really still runs things and all the other Biden Harris is just theatrics. That's just my opinion. But my point is, unless we have the people who know what's going on, stand up and find a way to unite to disrupt everything. We're going to be led astray and everything's going to end in a very uncomfortable way. But then again, it's not for us. It's for our children's children. That's what all this is for. And that's the generation that won't know God. That's the generation that, unfortunately, the Bible by that time will be outlawed. And scripture is not really, not even really read now amongst our youth, apart from parents, you know, requiring or whatever. You know, the, 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 the religious scene going to be illegal. All the stuff that the Bible tells us is like it's in our future uh, if, you know. This generation don't stand up right now and, and demand change and be willing to lay it down for change. But once again, that's just wishful thinking because it requires sacrifice and not too many people are willing to lay it down for a stranger. Nevertheless, uh, you know, their immediate household, uh, unless they actually have to. So imagine, you know, dying for a stranger. Only one person did that. And that was Christ. Anyway, I'm ran too much, but with the hour point, not going to take any more calls. I apologize. I missed a lot of calls, but the whole point of checking in tonight was to uh, just give you some updates. And so just as a recap for all my people who tuned in late, we talked about the Uganda situation and how, you know, don't be fooled. That gold is not leaving the ground because China owns a good chunk of Uganda 
and they're gonna have to choose. And on top of that, the West, Uganda's under heavy Western sanctions from the US. So the US, you know, that tug of war, Uganda got some decisions to make. And uh just being indebted to another nation is not good. And that's what Uganda's going through right now. And of course, central banks are still getting gold. So they definitely not gonna let this newfound gold disrupt their plans. So just so you guys know. I mean, I forgot what we got here. And then also, this is the most important article. This is the most important article here. Putin already said the dollar's done. He just didn't say it outright, but this unipolar world means the dollar. So Putin said on Friday, that's what he would, that's what it is. At the same time, Jerome Powell came out and said that the dollar is going to be under threat and we need to be ready for it. Okay, you telling us what Putin already told us. So anyway, that's just a little recap for all those who came in late. But as always, man, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. If you found anything of value in this, you know, segment. Take this video, share it with your family and friends, or copy and paste some of these stories. Research it, do your own videos, and you know, definitely join the uh, community pages and uh, share what's on your radar there. And uh, other than that, you know, find RTD on all these platforms, social media tab down below. And uh, if you're new, click that subscribe, hit that bell, and uh, back at it tomorrow, same time, same place. Be blessed, be safe, and I will see you guys later. Peace.